This is a Radio.com original. You know what what we have to do? We have to start hitting all the supermarkets and putting our logos on the shopping carts. You're going to want the ones with our stickers on them just to make you feel like you're doing what Joe Coddington says. Well, I'll tell you, I, you know, you send me a couple stickers. I will show you how to use them properly. Ooh, baby. (laughs) I can't turn that down. Whoa. Okay. Everybody, welcome to an all-new Talking About Cars podcast during the pandemic. I am Randy Cardoon, and of course, we all believe here everybody has a car story. One of these days, we will get this guy, Hot Rod Bob Beck, to give us his. Actually, I think you probably have given us quite a few car stories over the years. I have. I have since 1990. Gas has been proliferating the airways. And you've also been putting it out there too so that's yes. good yes <laughs> proliferating i don't know do you need a uh, do you need a filter for that that's what i'd like to know yep. to get all the proliferations out of the air speaking of air yes no matter where you're watching us right now we have to kind of do an update because the fires here have been nuts yeah and and there's so many fires going on in california Oregon has been brutalized. Washington, I've heard it in Utah. There, there's so many places. Bob, you're on, you're by the coast. How bad is the yeah. smoke over there? I'm almost negligible. Uh, you go inland about five miles, six miles, and then you've got it. You smell it. You see it. But here uh, we've had overcast and a breeze coming in from the ocean. So it's kind of blowing away from where we are directly. So your cooler weather you yes. have no smoke. The only place no. in California that probably doesn't have smoke. Right. Enjoy the lack of people who live in your little community because I everybody's going to be moving there soon. Well, you know what? They can move here. That'll just raise the, the property values. Oh, I don't that's mind good that point. at all. Yeah. And if yeah. you own what you do, then yeah. you're in great shape. I so. am. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We noticed we, we went inland. We went to Ventura, which is uh, just 10 miles away from where we are. Mm-hmm. And, Within an hour of us sitting, we had gone uh, to get something to eat. Peg's car was covered in ash. Whereas down here by where we live, we've got the breeze coming in from the ocean, blowing it back inland. So if it's not coming this far, it's a little red sky in the morning when we don't have the breeze, but that's about it. Okay. Well, now that we've shown how Port Wainimi is a wonderful place to live, is. make your travel arrangements and make sure you pay twice what Bob paid for his home. And he'll please, move. he'll move. Yeah, please, yeah. <laughs> I need the equity, please. Let's talk cars, shall we? And of course, Good we idea. have a special guest today, uh, someone who is, uh, you know, you know the last yep. name, certainly. You know the first name, and you will recognize her when we bring her on. Joe Coddington will be joining us, ladies and gentlemen. And you know, Joe is, of course, synonymous in a way with uh, her husband, Boyd, the late Boyd Coddington, who has so many incredible car designs. They had some TV shows on for a while, American Hot Rod and, and other build shows that they put together. And uh, we're going to talk to her about her role in, now, in those programs and some of the other interesting things you may not know about Joe Coddington. Yeah, and she had a, an automotive life beyond and before Boyd and continues it today, plus her uh, entrepreneurial spirit, keeping Boyd's legacy alive. It's time to bring on our guest. Now, 
we're going to do this kind of like we brought on, you know, Steph Holloway from uh, her show. We're mm -hmm. just going to snap our fingers and presto change and it doesn't work. It doesn't? Mine don't work. I, I've never been able to snap you know, my fingers. You can't seriously snap your fingers? I can't snap my fingers. Seriously? Seriously. We have learned something about Hot Rod Bob Beck. My coordination's just not there or my fingers you, you are You just quiet. can't do that? That? Well, no. You're supposed no. to make a noise, but if I make a noise, Joe will be right there. Okay. You anything? No. No, I don't. Yeah. All right. Here we go. When I snap my fingers, Joe Coddington, ladies and gentlemen, will join us and we'll talk about Bob Beck's inability to snap fingers in three, <laughs> two, one. And there she is, ladies and gentlemen. A magic. Joe Coddington joining <laughs> us from wherever she is. It's uh, the Joe Coddington World Tour, and she's uh, graciously joining us here on uh, Talking About Cars. Joe, thanks for joining us here on the show. I hope everything's going well, but I have something interesting to, to share with you. Because okay. we, we just found something out about Hot Rod Bob Beck. The uh -oh. man cannot snap his fingers. Can't snap my fingers. No? No. Never been able to. Show, show her. It's easy. It's easy. I'm sitting here trying to do it with every finger I've got, and it just, no sound. It's silent. Well, lick your finger, and then it'll make more noise. This is awesome. We just got... Joe Coddington to lick her fingers in the first 60 seconds of the show. Quick. How quick, great is quick, this? Quick, quick. Yeah. I don't know. This is... Man, did our ratings just quadruple. All right. <laughs> I think this is awesome. That's, that's kind of cool. So we yeah. discovered something else, and we now know that Joe Coddington can snap her fingers. Yeah. Which, which, if I'm not mistaken, didn't you do that a few times when you had the show with uh, your late husband and you were American Hot Rod and all the other things and you were getting people to move and do jobs and stuff? Trying, trying. Snapping <laughs> fingers and a little. <laughs> <laughs> so we always ask at the start, just because there's so much going on that's now affecting everything. And obviously it's affecting car stuff. How is the pandemic affecting you and your many appearances in the car world, because every time we went somewhere, you were there. Well, you know, like this year, I was supposed to go to Indonesia. Can't do that. I'm supposed to go to Australia. I can't do that. I can't go anywhere. And um, then I don't know. I just, I miss the car shows. I miss all the people. I miss seeing you guys. I mean, I miss everybody and everything about it, but I can't tell you how clean my 40s are because that's all I can do is drive up and down the road, have my own little car show, and then clean them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm half surprised that you aren't holding the product right here. Do you have it with you? Uh, oh, no, but I have my I have my Arab shirt on. Oh, thank there you. There we go. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. All right. The ratings just went up again. Showing you my shirt. Ratings have now <laughs> double quadrupled. We might, we might need to make this R rating. I, we might have to. But, you know, that'll you know, help. That'll, <laughs> that'll help. Really, we could use the su subscriptions, I'll tell you that much. You mentioned <laughs> Indonesia. Talk about, there's a car scene in Indonesia? There is. There's a big car show over there, similar to the ones that they have in Europe and Australia. And, um, well, a lot of people just went over to the uh, Middle East last year. And oh, yeah. so we're trying to do that in Indonesia. And, you know, International Aero Products is basically all over and um so we have a big 
product following over there. And I was going to go over. I was super excited to go. But then, you know, with the pandemic and I can't go. They won't even let me in the country, let alone do I want to leave the country. And then they're having so much uprival that, you know, it's bad enough just wearing masks and trying to be safe. I don't really need a handler with an Uzi, if you know what I mean. Oh, yeah. No. That's, I mean, that's just like SEMA, for heaven's sakes. You know, handler with an Uzi. I mean. Oh, yeah. my God. Can you believe no SEMA? I'm so no. sad. How weird is so that? Sad. That is so weird that they were, that there's just no SEMA. Well, you know what we're doing is SEMA's doing a 360 virtual, like mm -hmm. SEMA tour. And I believe International Era was the first one to sign up because as soon as it hit two minutes later, they were on. So I'm going to, we're going to do kind of like a walkthrough SEMA in our back lot at home office. I'm going to have three Boyd Coddington cars there and uh, the Phaeton, the Cadillac, and of course my 40. And then we'll have all kinds of other cars and show our products and our new products. And it, it should be good. You know, a lot of people associate you strictly with the Coddington legacy, but you were a car person before that. Yes, yes. Tell us a little bit about that. Okay, well, my father was a circle track racer. He also was pit crew for uh, Tiny Lund uh, back in the day when Daytona was on the beach. And so my dad raced. He got in a horrific accident. My mom said, me racing. Um, I he picked her. And, um, and then I came along and I was an accident. I was a big oops. <laughs> and, um, you know, hence the name Joe. And I don't know, I fell in love with the shop and hanging out with my dad. I napped on the creepers. He was, um, he had gas stations, transmission shops. And then we um, got into the off-road racing. So I raced go-karts when I was six in the Safeway parking lot. Then I went to dirt drags and hill climbs and $100 hill. And there was no one in those days that could make it up $100 hill. And then I drove for like three other men and it's just gone on and on and on. What is your favorite uh, form of racing? My favorite form of racing is anything that has a motor. Okay. <laughs> I'm not quite so sure that's specific enough. Let's see. Uh, <laughs> I understand uh, that, though. I, I just love racing. I love drag racing. I think drag racing, I don't know. I like circle track, too. I like... I, I like all racing. I mean, my sister and I have been known to, because she used to do the, um, her husband drove late mile stock. So she did some powder puff racing. So we've even been known to race grocery carts in the grocery store. So <laughs> really? I just, yeah. I just think if there's racing involved, it's just cool. And let's just do it. <laughs> okay. So what part of the supermarket has the widest lanes that allow for better from racing among grocery carts. From produce all the way to the meat market. Those are the widest aisles without a lot of traffic. Oh. Ah. passing lanes, yeah. Oh, ah, well, there, see, I asked. <laughs> I think this is important information because people are going to listen to this and suddenly, you know, going to bonds will never be the same. You know, exactly. the, mm -hmm. We're going to have to add our logos next time we go shopping. <laughs> no, what, you know what we have to do? We have to start hitting all the supermarkets and putting our logos on the shopping carts. There you go. There you go. Mm -hmm. There you go. There you go. 
talking about cars, two tired guys, and of course, gas. Yes. Mm -hmm. we'll, we'll have them all over. You're, you're going to want the ones with our stickers on them just to make you feel like you're doing well, what Joe Connington says. Well, I'll tell you, I, you know, you send me a couple stickers, I will show you how to use them properly. Oh, baby. <laughs> I can't turn that down. Whoa. Okay. okay. I, absolutely. <laughs> I, I, I'm, line I'm, up in the, line up in the produce. Let's go. I can see this happening. I can see this becoming a thing, Bob. I can see us getting kicked out of many grocery stores. Yes, we will. But you know something. I have to slow down before. <laughs> That's right. When you hit the when you hit the cherries and the apples, you'll yeah. have to slow down. You don't want to have them all over the place. That's for sure. Well, which so, works better, the plastic uh, carts or the the steel ones? Well, this well the plastic ones are just too bulky. You gotta oh. go here. Here. They're just bulky. They don't even turn. <laughs> You, you, you tune in for entertainment, you get aerodynamics. I mean, yeah. let's talk about grocery aerodynamics today on the show, shall we? I like this. This is, I like where this show is going. The bananas are probably more aerodynamic. So did you take like when you had the kids and you would basically go through, you know, the grocery stores and all that stuff, you would kind of have the urge to do that when you had the kids in the seats? Well, yeah, kind of. And then I've always been known to, and I still do, you know, when you leave the grocery store and it has that small incline, you can like get the grocery cart really going and stand on the back. Yes. Oh. Yes. Ooh. I've done that. My favorite. And <laughs> See, I'm I, read I go to the grocery store. <laughs> and come on, you guys watching or listening, you know, oh, you've done the same thing. So come on. How many of you? Huh? Huh? And you got to lean forward just enough to, to keep yes. the front wheels from coming off the ground. Yeah, so, because so, if they come up, then you're really in trouble. <laughs> oh, yeah. So doing research on you, of course, by going to your website, we discovered that uh, you used to drive at the tender age of 12. Yes. And you drove the family car, I would assume, but you needed some help as far as the seat was concerned. Yes, I needed a, um, I'm, I'm fun size, you know, I'm not um, quite as tall as my girlfriend, Courtney Hanson or Linda Vaughn, but um, so I'm more fun size. So pillows, pillows, two pillows, they really help. Mm -hmm. Automatic or manual price. transmission? Three on the tree. Okay. Really? Yeah. And you were able to reach with the pillows? Sure. You okay. just sit on the edge, you know, and you grab that big old steering wheel and got it made. <laughs> All right. See, this is this is stuff you just don't get elsewhere. Nope. All right. True or not true. Your children with Boyd have car names. You know what? Is that the funniest thing ever? Those are our dogs. Oh, <laughs> dogs. Ever got on the Internet that they were our children, but they're our fur children. We had Billet. We had Cast, we had Hemi, and now okay. I lost Billet and Cast, but I have Hemi and Diesel. I, I will never trust IMDb again. No, <laughs> never again. Lies, lies, <laughs> lies. Wow. <laughs> so your dogs. Yes. Okay. All right. Then I withdraw that previous question about putting your kids on the seats. That that, that makes complete. Okay. Well, I, ha I did do it with my children, and... Um, I've been known to do it a little bit with my grandchildren. It's just fun. I mean. I understand that. Now, do I understand correctly as well, and at the rate I'm going, God knows what I'm about to say, as far as 
you behind the wheel and racing. Talk a little bit about your experience at Bonneville. Bonneville was actually a pretty fantastic experience. I didn't get to try the car before we got there. Um, I shifted on <laughs> dyno of all things. So my very first trip um, down the salt and timing and everything was the first time that I really had driven the car. And um, it was pretty darn exciting. And I don't know, Bonneville is not smooth. It's anything but smooth. You just pick a spot and you do it. Now, People ask me, this is my favorite, favorite question. After they found out that I had raised Bonneville, they said, um, well, what was your top speed? So I always say forward or backwards. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, you had one of those rides. <laughs> I see. So, All right, so which was faster? Forward. But backwards forward. is really interesting because I almost wiped out the uh, timing tent. I didn't want, this is, this is so stupid. So I'm spinning and I was too far of a spin to really pull my shoes. And so I just went eat ticket ride. You know, I wasn't afraid. It was wide open and I didn't want to ruin the tires because you know, they only make them every five years. <laughs> then when I almost hit the timing tower, I cranked on the brakes. And then of course they broke me down right there on the salt. So. <laughs> well, how fast, how fast did you go going forward? Um, the fastest was the next, the one, uh, uh, the race in October. And so I think I've got a 178.9. What kind uh, of car were you driving? It's an Ecotec. It was one that, that Boyd had built, started life as a Model A and wound up being my little girl. But the motor, I could pick up the motor, but the turbo was about the size of my head. <laughs> All right. So we're talking about a four-cylinder turbocharged GM engine. Yes. Okay, cool. And how fast did you go backward? Uh, I think it was 173. Pretty close. Pretty yeah. close. Pretty close. Hey, it doesn't matter how what direction you're going as long as you go through the lights at speed. Exactly. exactly. That is, oh, it is true that way, huh? So you could actually go one way <laughs> and then reverse it all the way back. That must be one hell of a reverse gear. Let me say that. The G-forces are interesting, I can tell you. <laughs> In October, I did make uh, a record, kind of a record run, but you have to back it up in order to get a record. And that's the first year that I know of that it snowed in Bonneville. So we were snowed out and they shut it down. Snowed in Bonneville. Oh, snowed. snowed in Bonneville. How can you tell Man. if it's snow or salt? It's uh, white. <laughs> it's better. It tastes better. <laughs> it's a little more slick, I guess. Yeah. Okay. Have you ever tasted the salt at Bonneville? Of course, I think we all do it just because we got to do it. Really? You just got to do it. Yeah, you got to prove that it's salt. Yeah, you got to. Okay, it. so is it saltier than Morton salt or is it kind of a, you know, how would you describe it? How would you relate it? Have you ever um, tasted a cow lick, a salt lick? Yeah. Deer? Yeah. Yes. Like like <laughs> You've tasted a cow lick. Come yeah. on. <laughs> I feel so, I feel so like I, I've missed out. Look, you can snap your fingers. I can lick a cow lick. <laughs> oh my gosh. And I'll join you, Bob. Okay. Oh my. See, <laughs> unhidden talents. This is the show where we come up with talents that we didn't know existed right here. Hey, when I was a kid, I found out what an electric fence was inadvertently too. Ooh, yeah. Ooh. Well, you were. What about a cattle prod? No, not yet. Not yet. I'm not even going to try that one, no. 
we had a cow calf operation. That's why hence I looked at Salt Lake. And um, then I was loading some calves, and one of the cowboys thought it'd be great to just cattle prod me because I was traveling. Cattle prod oh. you. Burns. Man, you get the hugest burn on your tissue. Yeah. Okay. Oh, that's a, you know, the a people who are, sit down. The people that are listening to this right now on radio.com, their brains are going all sorts of places. Oh. I just, oh, I I, bet. We're, we're putting together visuals. Make sure if you're listening to it on radio.com in a couple of weeks, you have to be watching this on uh, our uh, Two Tired <laughs> Guys YouTube channel because that way you'll see it as we talk about it. Well, you won't see it, but you'll see us talking about it. And you'll see the facial reactions because that is the key. That, that is the extra dimension of, of watching it on YouTube. You, you guys are going to be sorry you clicked your fingers and I appeared. I mean, we're <laughs> talking about cars and we're talking about shopping carts. And no, stuff. no, this is what we this live on. Fun. This is fun. This is cars you know. are cool, but you got you know every so often you have to divert yourself from attention to that because the guests are certainly more than car people. You know, they they have different things going on and. It's up to us to yank it out of you, no matter what you uh, have going on. Let's talk automotive design. Okay. Apparently, you learned a lot of that on the show. Is that basically it? Or did you ever want to get into automotive design originally? No, I learned a lot from Boyd. I mean, you've got to admit, hands down, many, many people admit, he, he had a very amazing creative eye and the talent to get gather craftsmen that were just superior in their field. Um, I'll tell you a funny story about my design. So Larry had built, which is now, I mean, Boyd had built for Larry Murray, which is now mine, a 1944 business coupe. I love this car to bits. So when we were building it, it was right after Boyd had started working in his shop again after the whole bankruptcy of Hot Rods by Boyd and all of that. So I, I love this car. I just fell in love with it. Make a long story short, Larry Murray wanted to sell it and it was in the consignment store. So I said, you know, Larry, it would look so much better in my garage. So we froze <laughs> the keys over probably a half million dollars worth of cars that we had in there in consignment. I caught him and he said, drive it for a week and I'll be back next week and you'll get it out of your system and I can sell the darn thing. He comes back. I had detailed it all myself. I had it all clean. I had it back there. And he goes, well, did you get it out of your system? I said, no, it's worse. I have it worse. <laughs> <laughs> so Boyd wound up buying the car that he built for Larry Murray for myself. So when I got it, I had to make it mine. So I said to Mike and to, and to Boyd, I, I want some one-off wheels. And, you know, fill it wheels. I mean, why not? And so Boyd said, well, you think you're so cool. Why don't you design them? So I went, okay, I'll do that. And you know how Boyd always had everything hidden. You couldn't, if there was something that he could get rid of, he would do it. So I thought, wow, I'm going to put the tire gate, you know, the filler, behind one of the spokes. How ingenious. No one will ever see it. It'll be smooth. Boyd will be so proud of me. So they went ahead, they built him, got him on the car. My mom and I are driving over to the good guys in, in uh, Scottsdale. I got a low tire, so I have to pull in. 
I didn't have the extension that Mike had made for me. So what did I have to do? Call a tow truck, have him put it up on the tow truck so I could air my tire. <laughs> Form over function strikes again. Ta -da. So, so, I like your creativity. I like but my that. husband said, you don't want to just leave it to the pros. <laughs> <laughs> and now, of course, the uh, post story on that is now it's the number one selling rim design uh, somewhere yeah. out there. Somebody. And somebody's going to hear this, and they're going to want to get it. Did, actually, they did put it into production. So, you know, I, I think some other people have enjoyed my, uh, my sense of humor. Yeah. <laughs> and the same issues. Yeah. Creativity. Yes. Yeah. Got a flat tire, and you got to call a tow truck. Yeah. So what yeah. kind of cars right now are in your garage? Three 1940s. Three. And a Can-Am with twin turbos. Okay, all, now the, all the same style 1944s? They are all, well, two of them are business coupes, and then one is a convertible. We actually got it out of the collection, and she's completely original, original paint, original everything. Um, I did take the motor out, have it freshened, but it's still all original. She's in, she's three on the tree. She's just a beauty. And I, I did... Um, I call her Miss Daisy because she's just, she reminds me of a kid. I mean, she's like, I don't know, 10 inches taller than my other 40s. And, you know, I mean, she's all original, right? And um, so I called it her heart surgery. So on my Instagram account, I think maybe I put it on Facebook too, but it was Miss Daisy's heart surgery. So <laughs> she's got a heart. What was your first car then? Would that have been the, uh, the 53 Chevy on pillows? No, that was my dad's. I never ah, did. Okay. Um, that was like a shop truck. And um, my first car was a 64 and a half Mustang that my dad got from a customer. She was a cute, you know, typical little old lady, barely drove her to the grocery store. And, and I, I actually had that until I was in my 30s and someone stole it and uh, I never was able to recover it. Oh, man. <laughs> What, would, what car would you like to have in the garage that you don't already have? Or let's that say, I've never had? Yeah. Well, we're going to give you, let's say, the top three cars on the uh, Joe Coddington I Want That Someday list. Mm. Everybody wow. has one. Wow. Top three. Okay. Are you talking... Um, Independent of cost. It's just cars yeah. you'd love to have. Right. Well, I love the um, 56 Mercedes, you know, the local wings. Those are beautiful. Mm -hmm. I mean, I, I would love to have one of those. Um, let's see. What else? Maybe a Packard. Maybe just a big old Roger Rabbit looking Packard. <laughs> I would love to have the uh, what the heck, you know that one always reminded me of a Roger Rabbit car. Mm -hmm. Okay, yeah, that's pretty good. Now a few years ago, uh, we saw you at a Cobra meet down yeah. in Huntington Beach. Yeah. Tell us about that and you know, how you got involved with those. Um, Factory Five Racing. Dave Smith actually invited me to be on an all girls build, and uh, with Bremerton Productions. 
And I was on an all girls build and I was absolutely hooked because the beautiful thing about factory five racing is you can have someone, a librarian, someone who's never wrenched before ever and her daughter and they could buy one of these kits, become their own Boyd Coddington, Chip Foose, Jesse James, you know, whoever it is that they always have wanted to be or design like Gene Winfield, George Barris. I mean, the list goes on and on. But you become them yourselves by altering your car as you build it. And, and Dave, they're incredibly safe. Um, for a component vehicle, they're absolutely my favorite component vehicle out there. I mean, you can get them and they're race ready, you know? Um, fun to build, great memories. And that's what you build. You build memories and you've got a vehicle to share afterwards. It's the beauty of Factory 5. Jesse James is coming back with Monster Garage. How about that? Is that going to be fun or what? Yeah. I see what he comes up with now, you know? Um, Boyd made up a word. I don't know. Bob, you probably heard him say it before, but it was gorpy. Yeah. He never wanted to insult anyone, but if he saw something that was very, very, very unusual, like some of the bills that Jesse did do on his show, he'd go, that's gorpy. <laughs> <laughs> but um, Jesse's, mm. Jesse's one of a kind, you know, I, I really admire Jesse James because anything that he's wanted to learn, he has gone to the best and, and learned from them. I mean, he's fantastic. Very interesting though, that, uh, those, that, that show's coming back. A lot of the other shows, uh, continue Overhauling. Overhauling yeah. is back. Kind of. Well, no, and it's interesting. Overholland started off the second time, or is this the third time around, trying to do newer cars, uh -huh. and then eventually they remorphed back to doing more classic cars, I guess. Uh -huh. I have to ask you this. You know, you were talking about Bonneville, and there's been, unfortunately, some accidents out there that have been uh, things that mm -hmm. have been sad and have cost lives. Uh, Jessie Combs, she worked for uh, Boyd at one point, didn't she? No, she never worked for Boyd, but uh, she and I were good friends. And, um, she was actually on the original Overhaul, right. on the first Overhaul. And um, we've just have been friends over the years. And that was pretty, that was pretty horrific. And I had just talked to her like a couple weeks before because I'm involved. I have a restaurant in um, Parker, Arizona. So I'm building the patio as the pit stop. So I wanted one of her pictures. You know, out there, and she goes, "Sure, we'll do it as soon as I get back from, you know, off her desert." And the only thing that I have to say is, and Bob, you know this too from racing. When you put that helmet on and your fire suit, you never know what the outcome is going to be, but it's fulfilling absolutely every cell in your body. Yeah, it's uh, it's an amazing feeling being able to go out and do something like that, regardless of what speed you're traveling, it's just the person over machine. Right. And, and I had her on the show, I, I want to say a couple of years before she made the run and she was still aiming toward making that kind of a run even back then. And the one thing I noticed is she really didn't think much about the dangers. It was just like, 
she was so laser focused on that kind of uh, of racing and, and accomplishment and setting records and and there was just so what do you think about this i don't she wanted to be the world's fastest woman mm -hmm. and in my heart she always will be and she did in many cases as she was driving off-road and just blowing the doors off the guys uh yeah. we had her on a panel at the driving museum with other women in race including Muldowney and uh lynn st james and she was as calm as anybody else and said look i'm out there to race if i beat a guy i beat a guy if a guy beats me he beats me it's it's all racing it's all our skills it's not male against female it's racer against racer right right let's move on to something a little more positive let's talk a little bit about uh this restaurant you have what kind of restaurant is this yeah. well um i'm involved in a bar and grill out in on the parker strip in parker arizona and um it's just a fun little family place but she whizzes covid really put us through the ringer on that as well yeah. we do have dine-in 50 percent capacity you know all this cleansing and masks and you know, we're, we're trying to do our share. International Aero actually had built four aircraft because that's basically what the company does. Um, the car detailing products are just a very, very small sector. But they built four aircraft, an ion diffuser. So what this ion does is it shoots positive and negative ions out. It encapsulates the germs, molds, mildews, smells, tobacco, everything, and plummets it to the ground. They went as far as to have it tested with a lab, and it kills 97.5% of all SARS COVID-19 virus. Oh, wow. So they built it for aircraft. Um, I think Gulfstream bought like 85 of them or something or on their first order all kinds of um racing and i don't know if i can say it or not but all kinds of you know like joe gibbs and a lot of um the people that you know in racing have bought it for their airplanes and also they've been using them in in the race cars but um i've been running that twice a day one hour contains five thousand square feet so we really knock wood um, have kept everything at bay so far. Good. You know, Bob, so. we need more positive ions in this world, don't we? Now? I agree. Yes. <laughs> you know, I'm just saying. In this world of negative ions, positive ions are very important. Yeah. So what, what's yeah. the name of this place, Joe? Uh, Strokes Bar and Grill. Oh, okay. In Parker, Arizona. We're going to have to go to Parker just yeah. to go to the grill. If you were going to Lake Havasu. Oh, okay. down there. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and if you play golf, they've got a great golf course here. I guess it's like number one or in Arizona. So at, that's hence Strokes Bar and Grill from golf Ah, ah okay. Yeah, I ah. don't mean golf cart. That's as close as I get. I am just really good at the, uh, you know, the floating two by four that goes swinging back and forth. Yeah. That's just oh, awesome. Oh, that's, that's on um, miniature golf, Mindy. <laughs> oh. That's not real golf. I knew that. That's not. That's not real golf. <laughs> no wonder I had. No wonder the guy got mad at me when I brought the golf cart out. Oh, I brought the two by four. I didn't know exactly what was going to happen. I just thought, yeah, hey, where do I hook this up? This doesn't really work. <laughs> okay, very good. And I. I'm so until this thing kind of breaks up. 
what are you going to be uh, doing car-wise? Just uh, is there a car scene in, in Parker, Arizona? There is um, a car scene in Lake Havasu, and we've had a couple car clubs come down because they can't really have the car meets right now. So the members have come down to Strokes, and then we've hosted them with a really nice, you know, lunch and all of that. I'm doing a fundraiser, a turkey run, uh, November 14th, and it's actually motorcycles, and they're raising funds for um, Thanksgiving families that wouldn't have Thanksgiving dinner and meals and all of that. And anything mm -hmm. left will go to the children starting for Christmas. So okay. we'll be doing that too. And anyway, I've had a couple things that I've been able to host at uh, Strokes. And um, so it's kind of being a little sneaky, but we still have our own little private car show out front. Very good. Now, you're not getting all that fire smoke in your area, are you? No, we haven't so far. Okay, but, good. Uh, understand it's really bad yeah and uh, we've discovered that apparently over bob's house is the only place in california where there's no smoke bob where are you at port wainimi <laughs> we're all coming over to bob's house okay. By, okay. in between oxnard and ventura because you get the um ocean breeze yep yeah, got the ocean breeze going almost all day long I you know, don't have air conditioning or anything like that. I just open the window in the front of the house and the back of the house, and it just flows through. He's Hot Rod Bob Beck. That's why he gets to do okay. all that kind of stuff. Next time I have a 120-degree day down here, I'm going to <laughs> you and Please. snap my fingers and try to get there. Please, go. You know, we did have a hot day a couple of weeks ago. It did get up to 80. Oh, my. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, a couple rapid-fire questions. Number okay. one. What's your go-to snack food? My go-to snack food? Yeah. I have a real weakness for uh, Cheez-Its. Really? Okay. okay. Why am I so amazed? I'm just, oh, okay, that's an interesting one. Yeah. Okay. I like, I like Cheez-Its. I love popcorn, too. Uh-huh. If I'm in Wisconsin, it's got to be cheese curds. There you go. Ooh, cheese curds. That's right. Absolutely. So, all right. So there's that. Uh, let's see. What about your go-to beverage? Water. That I, is so cool. I drink so much water. It's incredible. I don't need flavor. I don't need lemon. I just need water. Very good. Uh, your go-to engine size? Mm. My go-to engine size, you mean what I have mostly? What? I really... Well, my streetcar, I have a turbo, uh, and then also on my Can-Am, so I don't know. I don't know. You know, if you're building something like a 350, you could... What, what do you have in your Ford in my In my um, Ford, this is going to be really bad. I've got an LT2, and um, I know word lovers are going to hate me on that one but um and then i've got a 350 in the other one and the other one's my little crate try putting a if you think you're being hated by ford people try taking a gmc truck and putting a chevy 350 in it and all the pontiac people just come out of the woodwork they had yeah. pontiac v8s they had pontiac v8s at the time in those cars let's say the late 50s gmcs so right. They would, they just go nuts. It's like, what? You don't have a Pontiac in there? And immediately I went, 
okay, I'll find one. Yay. Yeah. <laughs> but Joe, don't worry. It's built. Your cars are built Ford tough with a bunch of Chevy stuff. There you go. There well, you go. Well, you know, I did um, drive my 40 uh, almost. Well, we got to New York, my mom and I, in it without a lick of problems. So. Good. And, and that's what Boyd built is he built cars for people to drive, not to trailer. Absolutely. Exactly. Joe, we have one more question to ask you, and that'll be coming up in our, up. Oh, we've lost her. Wait, she'll be back. Why? I must have, she must have snapped her fingers. I think that was. I guess, her. yeah. Yeah. It wasn't me. That low power mode. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, then we better do this before you have no power mode. Um, <laughs> Anyway, she's going to join us for our uh, Patreon patron question of our guest. That'll be coming up. All you have to do is become a patron, or if you already are, on patreon.com of our program, you will get to see the question and hear the question that we do. Until then, thank you for joining us, Joe. And don't forget to listen to our audio podcasts, our radio.com and knx1070.com. Watch our videos, of course, on our new Two Tired Guys Productions channel, subscribe to both you'll want to do that bob right now is trying to figure out how to subscribe to both and follow us on social media we told you about being a patron on on um, patreon.com and of course bob with his own show and the great introduction that bob likes to tell us about which is hi i'm hot rod bob and you've got gas the great american auto scene yes that and that's coming up so anytime you want to see our videos just go there and don't forget to subscribe. And by the way, Bob, new twist to our subscriptions. Uh, yes. We're giving a gift to That's our right. 1,000th subscriber. Our 1,000th subscriber gets the T-shirt. I'm wearing it right now. Joe showed you hers. I'll show you mine. There. Two tired guys. I like and, that. Uh, Very and we'll good. Get, we'll get one to you as well, uh, Joe. But Two Tired Guys Productions, our 1,000th subscriber, and will get the shirt. And we're also thinking of possibly doing talking about cars, hats, and all yep. sorts of other things. So that'll be coming up. So look forward to that. Until next time, I'm Randy. That's Joe. That's Bob. Having fun talking about cars. This is a Two Tired Guys production. See you next time. Mm -hmm.